0: My name is Mr. X, oh my God, the Full Blood Podcast. My name is Mr. X, but you can call me Leo, and this is another episode of the Full Blood Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Today we're reading emails out, and we have an email from Germany. As you know, number one, the biggest crowd, the biggest supporters are here in America. Number two is Germany, which is kind of an interesting topic because, as you all eight listeners know, I'm a big fan of Germany, and one of the biggest reasons is because I like the way they handled the Holocaust, meaning their government and their culture decided to adopt an attitude that... They never want to see it happen again. They feel terrible for being responsible for it. And they acknowledge that. And how many parents and older brothers and siblings, bosses, co-workers, coaches, mentors, ex-lovers, girlfriends, wives, how many significant others have ever failed to acknowledge or apologize or take ownership for being involved in such uh, atrocities? And I'm talking about emotionally speaking, but I digress because the email from our fan in Germany, asks this. And uh, I have a paper here somewhere. Oh, here it is. Okay, got it on the email screen. Dear Mr. X, first of all, I want to acknowledge that you have one of the best podcasts in the world. If you ever get a chance to get on the Adam Carolla Show, you definitely should. I hear there's a lot of people selling or buying time, such as Jamie Kennedy, who was on there a couple of days ago. And um, you know what happens after they get on that podcast, they get a shitload of fans. Hmm. Pause there. Boy, I agree. And I'm going to go down to the bottom, and it says Greta. Huh, what a coincidence. Uh, Greta, I agree so far. I like your thinking. I like your vibe. And who knows? Maybe you'll see me at the comedy club and invite me over. Hell, if I'm funny enough, who knows? All right, let's go back with the email. Okay. Reading, reading, reading here. Mm-hmm. Big fan, it's like you're... What? Oh. Oh, here we go. Now I'm back on track. Question. You preach a lot about the philosophy or the ideology that affects people and turns clans against each other or nations against each other. Here's my ultimate question. Why doesn't anyone do anything? Why don't the masses do anything? If the political system is corrupt, if the elites are truly manipulating things, the financial markets and are pitting red against blue, whites against black, Etc., etc. Why aren't the people, why aren't the sheep waking up? Why isn't everyone taking the red pill? Yours truly, Greta Hildensking. I hope I'm saying that right, Greta. PS, 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 PS. Ah, I got your joke. Love it. It's a fan. Let's clear the screen on that. We are okay. Well, that's the question, and it's a it's quite a loaded question if you really stop and think about it. So, um, I don't know if I should answer it right now or if I should, you know what? Let's give you a little bit of suspense. I'm going to give you a little bit of music to kind of get you guys to think about that question. But, you know, let's, 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 there's a lot there. Let's make it simple so you guys can think about it as you're driving or as you're taking a, a poopy, whatever, that's what my sister would call it because she's a lesbian and they talk like that. Weird language. Well then how different it, would it be than any other language that women would speak? Ah, I digress. I guess in the simplest form, the question should be, Greta van Helsing, or if I'm saying that right, where are all the heroes? Why isn't anyone doing anything about it? That's really the question, isn't it? Have you ever lived in the ghetto or in a city that has a higher rate of crime than average? Like for example, Baldwin Park, South Central LA, Compton, Redlands, most of the inland empire. I mean the cities goes on and on downtown Los Angeles. <clears throat> and this and I'm talking just about Southern California, Oceanside for a long time. If you ever lived in an area, for example, even in an apartment complex and you're not living in a big old four-bedroom home with a security gate around it, you're going to notice two things. You're living in a crowded area while someone else is living in a very safe, secure and spacious area. That's kind of how the world is divided into. So the question really isn't, why isn't anybody doing anything about it? The question should really be, why doesn't everybody see the disparity so they can do something about it? That's a little hint. My name is Mr. X, but you can call me Leo. We'll be right back to answer that question. And Greta Van Helsing, thank you very much for listening to the Full Blood Podcast. (laughs) My name is Mr. X but you can call me Leo and this is the full-blooded podcast. (laughs) See what I did there. Welcome to the full-blooded podcast. I like to call this piece my definition of reality. According to the book of Leo chapter 10 verses one through 25. First of all, I want to say thank you to all of you for zooming in this morning. As you can see, I'm dressed in my best, my Sunday best. This is the gospel of truth. My name is Reverend True. And in the background, you can see that my weenie dogs are having a wrestling match. Please forgive the extra additional bonus noise. He said bonus. <clears throat> all right, I got everything all fixed out here. This is in response to an email uh, from our fan from Germany. We did say uh, that it was quite a layered question and I wanted to answer it in a manner that was different, meaning I'm going to give my understanding of how best to approach the answer. I think it's entertaining. And then I'm going to give you an example of what I mean. Ultimately, the question is, why don't people rise up? There's all these rights that are being taken away from us. What is all these things around the world that are being taken away from us? I mean, pick, pick your burden. Do you want to be in Africa and water is not accessible? So your argument would be they're not giving us access to rights that give us access to free water. Uh, maybe you're living in India and you can say frame the same argument. They're not giving us access to education, or clean water, or you know, par food. I mean there's most of the world is like that well it it's always especially from comedians while it always sounds like we are tearing down the government or tearing down the country or disrespecting the nation or poking fun in places of leadership that we shouldn't be it's just all in fun because it is funny because human nature is funny but when you answer an email regarding you know if shit's hitting the fan and no one's doing anything about it, why why aren't we going to have a civil war? Why aren't people doing anything about it? Well, I'll tell you why. People don't care. (laughs) In Patrice O'Neill's words, people don't give a shit. And in my definition of reality is if someone isn't affected in a negative kind of way, they aren't going to do anything about it. I mean, look how many times the Germans were doing things against the Jews and the Jews were saying, Oh, it's going to change. Oh, just it's going to be a phase up. You know, they're not going to take away this, right? And that, right? They're going to stop somewhere. And some Jews saw the writing on the wall and left. And a lot of them stayed. Most of them stayed, right? And look what happened to the support people. So, what I'm saying is, you don't need for things to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse, and worse for you to finally, 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 finally get off your ass and do something, right? So, let's that's we'll put that aside for now. Unless consequences are substantial or significant, you're not going to do nothing. You're not going to change anything to alter your lifestyle or alter your decision-making process or get help or get a mentor or alter your your opinion of something. If you and I don't share the same consequences, we're not living in the same time and space. It's getting overly philosophical, but let me just say this. If my baby's mama and her son who love to play basketball on the weekends and then have a barbecue afterwards can no longer do that because there's a lockdown in California and our rights as a nation are being taken away slowly, little by little, such as the lockdown, such as how they're handling COVID, such as our election process. The people in Yemen don't give a shit. The people in South Africa could care less. The people in Russia, you're not their babushka. They have no interest in your plight. Your consequences aren't their consequences right now, and vice versa. If the entire world was faced with the same consequences, an apocalyptic ending, for example, let's say like the movie Armageddon. We have proof that there's an asteroid coming down. It's going to kill most of us. We're all going to try to find a way to, you know, Destroy it. So all of a sudden, all of us, regardless of what religion we're in, are putting our arms down and we're all praying incessantly and preparing to take the high ground somewhere, right? Probably unionizing with other clans. We don't have federal connections or rich money to the elites, right? I mean, all of a sudden, our priority changes and our war changes, our focus on who we kill changes. So what I'm saying is unless the consequence is of a magnitude where it unites all of us, then we're all going to be divided. We're all going to be separate clans based on culture or religion or political opinion or nationalistic allegiance. Call it what you want. <clears throat> That's why people won't rise up. So here in California, a state different from New York, you care less what's going on in New York or in Texas, and the Texans feel the same way. In fact, the Texans have been trying to become their own state and their own government and their own little country for three times now they tried bringing this up. Don't even get me started on Texas. How come no one talks about that? I got to talk about that one of these things. So since our rights and our generation are being taken away, as I hear that a lot, it totally neglects the fact that there's other genres, generations before us, uh, clans, cells, cultures, minorities, groups of people here in the United States in the land of the free and home of the brave where everybody has Access to the same rights of and, and and options of of prosperity. I'm sure. Well, that's been going on for hundreds of years, and they've been having the same song and dance as you guys. They've they're having their human humanitarian rights trounced upon. I mean, I'm not saying no one wants to hear your your whining, but but it's whining if you really think about it. Because we're now at a point where unless you're physically Committed to sacrificing most of your good life and all your resources, you're not going to create change. You're just going to be an activist or a social um reality, social media influencer, but just making money off of endorsements. I mean, look at—it's human nature to just kind of go where you know the power or, or the best program or the better discount or. I mean, it's just who we are. So that's why things aren't going to... Unless you have tanks rolling in, doesn't matter if it's from domestic or foreign terrorists, you're not going to have people rise up with or without guns. I'm considering on buying a gun because I'm thinking, you know, I might be successful soon. I don't want people robbing me. Not because of this whole Civil War thing. I have nothing to lose in the Civil War. I'm still brown before and after the Civil War. I'm talking about before and after success. Before success, nobody cares. After success, <laughs> you can see a bra man in any swimming pool in Las Vegas. You better know I'm going to get security. That's a different story. I'm going to prove to you how humans really are. And it's that and that alone, which is why we'll never have peace. Not that that's a bad thing. And that we will never get along with the rest of the world. And that we're never going to totally unite unless there's a grand war. <laughs> 9-11 who is attacking us as a country, thus uniting, because we are all we are all sharing the same reality at the same time, which is our boys and girls who are getting killed. It's happening in real time. And they're also committing suicide at an atrocious rate, 120 per month. Last time I checked, um, don't even get me started on that, because this is all interesting. The email from Germany So why aren't people rising up? Just look at history. Look at who we are. My name is Mr. X, but you can call me Leo. You are listening to the Full Body Podcast. I'm going to give you another you know, conversation with my Papa Joe, listen to it, while like making something in the kitchen. And uh, this is how my Papa Joe and I discuss humanity, which addresses my point. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you soon on the Full Better Podcast. You know, They'll fall in a little group, but they're not going to do one group. LA, sure. Or one block against the other block, kind of like a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's that's yeah. what happens to most immigrants. I mean, remember the movie Gangs of New York? Those were the Irish and the Italians and the older European colonists. And they were all white, but they were fighting amongst themselves based on immigrant entry well, date uh, and status. So it doesn't really matter who you are. There's a point in, in your history where this this clan type of thinking... Spurned on all these gangs, and eventually that ends up going by the wayside. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: At that time, it was a, they, but they kept them in their, they stayed in their, uh, in their religion or in their, what do you want to call it, with their country. If they were Italians or if they were Irish, that separated them and brought them together for protection. They needed each other. eventually though, the Italians. If you were to tell you this area, you tell in that area, you might go against each other. I know the the blacks do that, and so do Mexicans. Uh,
0: that, uh, well, there's a lot. There's a history of of a lot of people doing that as far as back as um, Roman times, right? Because the Christians were look as a religious extreme gang that was a subversive uh, cult or a subversive cell or a subversive clan. Because they weren't going with the Roman government thinking, and so as the Hebrews, right? You had a you had a a, a Jewish uh, populace population there, and the Romans were allowing them to control themselves, but uh, which is why they were able to crucify Jesus. But you know, this this yeah. this war of human against human, same color against same color, same gender against same gender, it's been going on for thousands of years and I think it's just our nature now. I think that's just something yeah, that yeah. Will, yeah. So, you know, that's why I say it's okay you know, to have our military do what they got to do because if our guys aren't going to do it, the other side's going to do it. Right. And you know, like
1: the gorillas real and the chimpanzees and I, you know, I watch I'm pretty good at that. I know that shit good, all right? Well, you know, they, the, mm-hmm. the 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 silverback he has his little plan that he has control, right? But what happens, as he has babies, you know, the women have babies, pretty soon there's other little silverbacks are growing up and he'll stay for a while until he, he thinks that the old guy is getting weak and that he now could be the, the new guy and then he'll challenge his father, uh, usually when the father's already declining pretty badly, actually, because he's never sure at first. So, and he'll, he'll challenge him and he'll, if he'll beat him. He'll take some of the women. The father will keep some and they'll splinter off, right, in smaller groups and start their own clan again. And sometimes all the women will leave his father, except only one, maybe. Maybe the main one will stay with the father, maybe a couple. And all of a sudden you'll see him with a little clan, and the, the young guy got, got, got the rest. And that's you know, that's that's what the gorillas and the chimps. chimps are bastards, though. Gorillas are much nicer. Chimpanzees, oh, fuck. They rape each other. You know that? Yes. They actually, they rape each other, and they eat meat. The gorillas don't eat meat,
0: but the chimpanzees... So, so before they, we talk about the raping and pillaging of chimpanzee porn, let's stay on point that even amongst animals like humans... There is this DNA programmed wiring within us that will never allow us to have peace because we either want no. we either want power over pussy or power over influence, which is money, or power over land, which is governmental control. But some of us in our species seem to want a lot of power, and some of us are the opposite and they want every person to have a voice and every person to have a life no matter how much they suck from the system. It's amazing you can have a human being who wants to sneak into this government who has a PhD in astrophysics who wants to help with medicine and is is, is super intelligent and is young and willing and able to contribute to our system but we won't let him in because he's a fucking immigrant. At the same time you got a 22 year old hooked up on machines at some hospital who's been in a coma for 10 years old, for, for 10 years. For ten years, you know. Sorry to hear that, but that's sometimes those things happen. And you know, we got to find ways to constantly raise money for this person who's not contributing whatsoever to the system. That's <laughs> a harsh yeah. example to make, but it gives you an idea of how how much money we have to waste in this country. Like we complain a lot about this country, and I know I do. But if we If we didn't have the military doing what they're doing, we wouldn't have the ability to complain the way we're complaining about some of the decisions we're making, like who we choose to live well and who we choose to work hard and starve no matter what, such as you got politicians that get paid no matter what, can rule for as long as they want, while you got the middle class, you know, starving and losing property all day long. So this is what I'm talking about. We're We're a land of contradictions, but then again, isn't humanity? It really is.
1: Yeah. That's a, you know, the Chinese, when they brought them over, they brought them over only mm. use them as slaves for the railroad, right? That that was a big deal. They The Chinese came here for the railroad. And then they didn't give them the money to send them back. They didn't want to pay to send them back. So they just, some of them, they just left alone. The they did send some back, but that was expensive. So they said, fuck you guys. So when the railroad was done, they lost their job. Well, they all, most of them went into laundry
0: and... Uh, or did what uh, they could, right? They found a service that needed right. to be addressed and they're yeah. good at it and they're hardworking because nobody wanted to give them work. Nobody wanted to hire them. Right? Nobody wanted right. to help it's, them out. What does that say of the rest of the people there, huh? Yeah, yeah, you
1: just use you and then throw you away. Talk <laughs> about being
0: innovative. You know, You know, the Mexicans say, well, nobody wants to hire us. You know, we're not educated. We're here because we have to be here because our government sucks. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to work 12 hours a day and cut grass and trim bushes under the hot sun with no health insurance, climb up fucking ladders with no safety belt. That is true. You know, they'll do whatever, move your house, fix your tires. These people people won't complain, and they'll do 12 to 14 hours a day every day if you want them to, whatever it takes for them to, unfortunately – Support the, the 12 babies they have they, per family.
1: And, you know, these are the, what's, what's sad is, and this is a, what you were just saying, that are from Mexico, okay, that you're talking about. Not the Mexicans down in East L.A. They're different. The ones that are born in East L.A., if you've got 10 kids, you got half of them that are going to be really good workers, but you're going to have another half that ain't shit. And, and this is true. And the difference in Mexico, Mexicans come over. They're about a hundred percent hard workers. That's just how they are. But not the ones that are born here. Here, you have a percentage that are not good workers, and they, they want to fight they're, they're smart, so they want to find an easy way. They don't want to do what their parents did worked hard for their living. Well, that's because
0: that's because you're addressing the top hardworking percent that are willing to risk it all to come to this country. Compared to the rest of them that stayed comfortable in Mexico, because like here in Orange County, you have a bunch of Mexico you have a bunch of comfortable white kids who ended up being fat, It's like a, a, a bunch of comfortable Asian kids who ended up being fat and lazy, don't want to do nothing, don't want to work hard, don't want to risk anything. You're gonna find that in every culture, in every country. But you're saying we're getting, the, we're getting the cream of the crop when they come here. What I'm we're saying is exactly, That's exactly is what I'm saying. You're saying. When you make smart. people hungry, they're going to be smart criminals that are successful at it, that they turn into rap artists and become brand label promoters. Or you're going to have hungry people that are going to get into supporting pre-NASCAR time. Uh, you're going to get hungry gangsters. They're going to be willing to run booze through the South, moonshine, white lightning. The next thing you know, Joseph Kennedy Sr., the grandfather, ends up taking all this liquor <laughs> money. Exactly. Legitimizes it. He's a white mobster and ends up having his fucking children to Ivy League and becomes a president of the fucking United States. Listen, everybody's a gangster. Everybody's a mobster. <laughs> you, you you look at any political person or any mobster or any celebrity, they all have ties somewhere. Remember Henry Ford who fucking gave engines to both sides of the war? I don't know if he did that. but I fucking heard for a fact, Joe, and I can send you pictures. I
1: just seen a moonshine movie yesterday.
0: Joe, you uh, have a laptop. Backpack. All you got to put down is Henry Ford Nazi. That's it. Really? That's it. And you'll see how, and I don't blame him for it, Joe. I don't. I used to, but I don't because what people forget is all the political nationalism, cultural pride that you want to label on anybody for 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 bragging purposes or for humility purposes, for whatever reason, you'll come uh. to find out. It's all based on one thing, propaganda. To make the people feel one way so the government or those in power can tell you to do this for our countrymen or for our pride or for our culture. And, sh- and fucking people will do it. Yeah. And who makes I, the most guess, money, Joe? Who makes the most money in this world? Oil companies gotta, who sell to war and people that make war. Period. That's it. It's that simple. Uh, I gotta tell you about this bullshine move I seen yesterday. Okay. If it
1: was it was really different. All right? Here's what happened. Uh, you know the, the movie MASH? Who was the star of MASH?
0: The TV show MASH. or the movie? No,
1: the, the TV show.
0: Alan Alda. Right. Well, By the way, I it. think he was the, also the same guy in the movie, but the guys in the movie didn't transfer over to the TV series. All
1: right. Well, he's in the movie.
0: Elliot and, and, Gould was he, BJ Honeycup elite Gould in the movie. But all I don't right, know if anyway. did play the lead in both. I'm sorry, I had to brag a little bit about my Hollywood uh, um, buff memory. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, all
1: right, well, this, it was called Moonshine Something. And this takes place when, you know, they have the Model A's and the Model T's, okay? so And, and horses. So was a combination, you see horses and you see, you know, the the, the, the 20s cars. So that was probably... Oh, oh, it was before prohibition. It was during prohibition. Uh, that's right, because that's why the moonshine. Well, anyway, uh, it was a big deal uh, in prohibition in certain parts of the country that they lived with that moonshine that they made. Right? That's about. That was the best thing they could do. But like everybody was moonshiners in this area, and then they sent the prohibition uh, guy out, and a lot of times they just went by themselves, one or two, it wasn't like they sent an army, because uh, they had the federal, the federal guys are, are are protected by the federal government, right? And they can actually uh, uh, go to the police department, and the police department would have to help them. The, the federal, I don't know if they call them, but the ones that controlled the, the, you know, when there was no liquor, what do you call it, that era? I forgot it already. Anyway, you know, you couldn't sell liquor.
0: Yeah, it was and prohibition. Prohibition, that's it. And they had, they had officers that were going
1: all around, cutting that stuff down, and they we would just go in, and they would just break up the equipment. Like my Uncle Ted, they took my grandfather and Ted. Ted was probably about eight, ten, And they put him in jail overnight, Ted. He had to go with it with his dad. Then they let him out the next day or two. And, you know, they, they had to fill out a report, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, it wasn't as if they kept him in forever. No, no, Gino's father, they were doing it too. And Gino's father had to spend a couple years, my, uh, my uncle had to spend a couple years in jail. And uh, so Gino uh, had to be taken care of by the, the his, his, his dad's brother because they, they had a big, big place where they did it, right? They were making wine, and they weren't supposed to make it, because, you know, they shut all these beer things down and all these wine things down. Well, they didn't all exactly shut down. They kind of went underground, kind of like what you're doing with your, your card game, exactly like you're doing.
0: Kind like of like what everybody's doing for a while before Governor Newsom decided to act on his fear well, of... Being rejected because you know they did reach the 1.5 million votes. They're trying now to get to 1.8 so that they can cover the variance, whatever percentage that is going to they be they throw out. Right. Yeah. So looks like he's going to be losing his job, which I'm I hope he does. And I'm not a politician supporter, I'm just an, I just hate all politicians. So the, anytime we can get rid yes. of a, a fat politician like his fat ass. You know, and by that I mean is how he led the people while he's being lazy and taking handouts. Screw that guy. Anyway. You're talking about that when he went to that $1,000 plate deal mm-hmm. up
1: there up in up there
0: mm-hmm. Napa Valley where the winery is. Well, reason he's telling the rest of us to stay home and uh, not work. Yeah. And, yeah you see know how we feel about that.
1: You should, should have known better to do that. that, that That's was horrible wrong. leadership. Yeah. So, yeah, you so, so, so you restaurants
0: started it. ignoring him once he got exposed for horrible leadership for being hypocritical from living high off the hog. And some restaurants started opening up underground, meaning if they know you, you can show up and eat there. If they don't know you, you got to pick up your food and leave. Some restaurants say, you know, well, we're not technically open, but you can pick up the food and you can eat on our tables using our silverware using our condiments using our getting our food we'll bring it to you but you're technically we're not open you're eating on the street because you know it's on the street dining you know so so many restaurants were opening up gray areas because it couldn't remain closed anymore Uh, look at the dance studios joe look at the ballroom dance studios look at the ballroom dance studios talk about ballroom underground which i termed that phrase many years ago when they shut us down in Huntington Beach, and you he helped us open a dance studio after 30 days of remodeling, but we had a we had a host a workshop that we had booked in advance with some some champions and coaches. So we did it anyway, knowing that if we were just exposed for operating that one day we're supposed to be closed, we would get we were already red tagged. We were going to get chained up and knocked out of our own building. But we did it anyway. We did right. it. you read it to that Chinese guy? That's he got right. We, off at we him. did it anyway. But uh-huh. but. but In the end, look what's happening here in California in recent times. A lot of businesses decided to open up their restaurants, even though we had a 10 p.m. curfew, even though there were no indoor dining allowed, they allowed indoor dining because they weren't allowed. They they weren't willing to go ahead and risk closing. The way they look at it is we're going to lose our business if we stay closed and honor the governor's leadership. And we're going to lose our business and stay closed if we open up anyway. But if we open up then anyway, we have a chance of at least making money to get a fucking defense legally to tell these fuckers to fuck off, which the restaurant industry has, of course, brought lawsuits, as well as other political parties have brought lawsuits to their leadership, starting with Newsom, starting with other states, like saying, hey, you guys can't tell us to close down, because there's no data at all on the COVID-19 risk for being outside, none at all. None at all. You can Google it. You can look for professionals talking about oh, what it. What time is it? What none, time is it? None at all. Oh, Joe, it's 9 21 a.m. today happens uh, to be I, Tuesday I in Southern California. And you are listening to the full blooded podcast with my host, my guest, Mr. Joseph Papajo Nuzo from Huntington Beach, California. Oh, well,
1: you better not be doing that.
0: <laughs> of course I am, Joe, because you're going to forget tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I probably will.
0: Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I hey, ask you, you're still gonna forget.
1: Well, let me tell you about this moonshine thing, okay? Okay, this, go ahead. This, this, this,
0: uh, because so, your your uncle Ted went to jail for that.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. My grandfather was what? All right, so now, so Al uh, Alza, what is his name? Uh, uh, anyway, he he's a moonshiner, and everybody thinks that he's got 150 barrels of moonshine, right? That was the the, the the rumor. Well, he wouldn't deny it. All right? So the the, the federal agent comes out, because he had heard about it too, and what happened, they knew that uh, the federal agent knew that his prohibition was going to end. He knew it. He knew the time. So what he wanted to do, he wanted to get this moonshine and, and secure it, and then when it opens up, then he can go ahead and sell it, right? Uh, and all at once and make a big profit because it's going to open up and it'll be legal. And so, because they had to move it, to small groups that uh, every they were they were blocking the street, the, the areas. So they were checking them. They were running them down. You know, they, that's how fast cars came about because the moonshiners kept getting faster cars. Or right, anyway, so he brings in. So he's out there, and he's talking to all these moonshiners. And he knows they do it. You know, and he tell them, you know, you're going to have to stop. So then he says, the federal government will buy it. But it wasn't the federal government. He had tied up with some uh crooks, right? Some gangsters. And he pretended like they were part of the federal government, but they weren't. And so they came in, and they offered Alden uh, that Aldo guy they offered him a dollar a gallon or something like that. And moonshine, you know, takes a long time to, to make. And it's 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 more than, like, whiskey and everything. It's, been, it's a prize. Well, anyway, so he wouldn't sell it. So And they, they brought and put $3,500 on the table. This is back in 1920, let's say. And uh, probably 1925 or 28. And he wouldn't sell. So... It's okay. We're not going to sell it to us, and we're just going to take it. So he brings in the mafia kind of guys. He had about thirty uh, Maybe about, I would say, three cars. Five in each car. I had about fifteen of them, all with guns. I mean, real guns. And he, all, all Alda had was his black uh, partner, uh, uh, and the black guy was willing to die for him. Right? He, uh so. But what he, what he did was, before uh, he, uh, he had a confrontation with uh, with uh, that federal agent and his fake federal agent, he went to all the other moonshiners and asked for help. Are you listening? Yes. Are you there still? Yes. Well, he said, you know what? They didn't have a big stash like they believed he had. They they just made it and sold it in small quantities why am I going to have to put my life up for you? You're the one that got the 150 barrels of moonshine stashed away in a, in a, in a, in, a, in, a, in a, a underground thing by his house. So I'm not going to give my life up for you. So all the moonshiners, there a ton of them. i talked to a hundred of them. They had a meeting. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't back him up at all. So he says, you're on your own, buddy. Okay. So now the, that, the, that federal agent brings in these, uh, guys. There was about 15 to 20 of them. They bring them in and they're just going to come and take it from them. So he had time to prepare him and the black guys. And they, they built booby traps and stuff, right? They had dynamite. And because I guess when you do, when you do, uh, underground caves, you use dynamite. So they had it. And they had a few guns, but not much. And what happened, and the cops, the cops weren't going to help them. Uh, they were kind of standing back, leaving the federal agent. Handle so on the day of the of the, the reckoning, which everybody knew about, the whole town comes, and they think they're coming, the town's coming to help us. Uh, you know, him and his black said, oh, the town's here, they're going to save us. No, they didn't. They all came out in their Model A's, and I'm talking hundreds, they sat on this side of the hill. They wanted to watch it. They did, and and, and his girlfriend, who was, they were going to get there. They thought it
0: was entertainment for the day?
1: Yes. So they were, they were having a lunch. They brought food and, and blankets and, and it out with like a, a picnic. It was a picnic. Uh, on, but on the side of a hill, so you could feel really good. And his girlfriend goes up there and tries to talk to him. And they were sarcastic. The young guys talked you, know, They didn't say, fuck you, but fuck you. We ain't gonna do nothing. We're gonna sit here and watch it. And they never did help him. All right? And there was hundreds of them now. And the agents come and they're gonna have a war. And they're they're shooting back and forth now. And he doesn't have a lot of bullets. He tried to buy the bullets. They wouldn't. He didn't have the cash. He says, and he'd been buying, paying his bill for 20 years. They wouldn't sell him bullets without the cash. Nobody would help him. And, but the, the agents, they had the leader, uh, uh, the, the mafia guys, and, uh, uh, Richard Widmark or something. He's really good actor. And he had a beautiful girlfriend, but he's older. And she's beautiful and she's pretty. Really pretty. And kind of like, the guy on mass. And for some reason, she drives out there, or she goes out there, she gets a wide with him, and she just happens to be hanging around him. And she's beautiful, okay? And she's with him now. So it's the black guy, him, and this beautiful girl, that's with the mafia. Her, her her, main man is leading the mafia. And they're just going to take this moonshine from him. Now, they offer him a dollar a gallon, five hundred dollars. It would Give up easy. He, he was really, yeah, uh, being real stubborn. So finally, he says, "All right," because they had to kill the girl first. Uh, uh, I don't want no more killings. And he says, "Well, where's it at?" He says, "It's out there. It the c- had a cemetery on the property uh, where they buried people. Not a big one, but you know, you can see about a dozen uh, tombstones." He says, "It's under Martha's tombstone." So all of them run out there, right? There's about fifteen or twenty, and they start digging, and they're digging, right? And there it is. They dig about four feet down, and they hit wood. It looked like a mine, and a couple guys jumped down into it, like it was. It was a cave, and
0: so it, all... was a, it was a fake grave.
1: Yeah, it was a fake grave, and it was a. a, a Uh, 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 a cave under there where they had stuff. And I I, I never seen the stuff, But they could jump down and they were standing. He had, he had placed dynamite there, right? And he had electrical switches. In 1920 or 30, he had electricity. He had run a a wire out to it, electricity. And it, it was, and you always see it in the movie, it was on the outside of his house and it was like you could turn the power on inside of the house, and he had a couple of switches out there. And you know, I always I, and I, you know, I'm the kind of guy that I'm too white to kind it out there, but there's so many switches. And then he pulls and fucking switch, and he blows them to death. <laughs> One of them. Nobody ever helped him. Nobody helped him. Whoa. He helped himself. He blew the bastards up. He had so much fucking dynamite, you didn't see him it wasn't as you see the body they were gone the whole, the whole hill the fuckers of the hill they actually enjoyed it they never helped them, the city didn't help them the police didn't help them and his girlfriend tried to help him. she was up there talking to everybody tried to get him to come down and help him. never did that sounds the only, That sounds like some only, Charles
0: Bronson stuff
1: yeah, only him and the black guy <laughs> he blew him up he blew them up. Not a, a couple. They shot a couple guys, you know. Wasn't it wasn't but, but there was at least twenty of them. They, and they're all there because they were all around the grave. They're all digging and they were dropping down in there. And he threw the fuckers up. And when it went off, you never see nobody. It was gone. <laughs> it was. It was hilarious. That's incredible. Was,
0: hey Joe, it's already nine thirty-two a.m. What time did you have to get going?
1: Well, I have to be there at eleven okay so i do have to take a shower and i I wanted to shave. i
0: haven't shaved in a week yeah so, well if you start now you have an hour to do all that and have a half hour to still plan your ride i'm gonna go walk my dogs are
1: oh, you gonna go walk your weenie dogs
0: huh i gotta walk my weenies all right all right Leo,
1: so uh there's always a way to to do
0: something. It was hilarious. Sure is, isn't it? If you, if you, if the, if what, is it? If there's a will, there's a way. You have to have the will. Because it went
1: on for an hour and a half. You know, it's a, it's a long movie, a two hour movie. Mm-hmm. And it went on for an hour and a half. Howie was trying to get help. He, he tried everything possible. And every time you almost thought he had the help, it's like the police, he went to the police guys. He couldn't help him nothing, nobody could help him. It was like, God, he fires off. And then at the last, last sure. end of the movie, he blew the fuckers up.
0: Here's <laughs> to all the, here's to blowing up the fuckers. <laughs> That's, That's there's, right. Well, there's a way. Screw those That's guys. That's right, Leo. All, it, right, all right, Papa Joe. All right, Go, go, blow them fuckers
1: up. I will, <laughs> Joe. We'll oh, talk okay. to you soon. All right, okay, bye-bye. bye-bye.